Hello, and welcome to Third's Thoughts. My name is Andrew Dixon, and this is episode six of this weekly podcast. Today, I I feel like it's good to start off with a prayer. And so if you would, just bow your head and as we just pray this simple prayer, prayer that the Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Today's scripture reading is Psalm 119, verse 49 to 50. And it reads, Remember your word to your servant, in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. Like many families, mine is not excluded from hard times. And there have been moments in my life where the circumstances have rocked me to my core. This word from the Lord, Psalm 119, 49 through 50, really strikes home today. As I read it this morning, remember your word to your servant in which you made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. For the Christian, oftentimes, the word of God and whatever revelation he presents through prayer is often the only true hope not just in times of affliction, but even in the good times, you know, it's the only comfort that we have. But what what really stands out is the the beginning of verse forty nine. Remember your word to your servant. It's 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 begging God to please remember what you said because that's that's what made me hope I don't know what you're going through but as for myself I know I have I have some things that I am asking the Lord to remember You know, I have some things that I have going on, 
where I'm asking the Lord to remember his word. I think when we're praying for a miracle and we're praying for something to turn around, as we read those promising scriptures that say, you know, whatever we pray for in Jesus' name, you know, that that we we can walk away knowing that we have it, especially if it's according to God's will. And so as we pray and hoping in prayer that, you know, and asking God that it be his will to look in on our situation or maybe a friend or a family member's situation. I think it's exceptionally powerful to ask the Lord to, you know, please remember your word to your servant. Look not on me, but look on your word and what you said. Look on your faithfulness, because I recognize that I am not always faithful to you. I recognize that really outside of your goodness, I am incapable of being faithful to you at all. I don't know about anyone else, but I know that without God's grace, I probably would have given up a long time ago. And so it's in these times that I think it's very important to ask God to remember his word. Please remember your word, Lord. It's the only hope that we have, the only comfort that we have in our affliction. Please, according to your word and according to your faithfulness, answer our prayers. Look not on our sins, but on the faith that you have placed inside of all of us. And with every prayer intention that we are asking for, Lord, please grant it. May it be your will to grant it. There are people in hospitals, people in their homes, people on their jobs asking for a miracle. So much turmoil in the world. We're just asking for you to look in on us. But friends and family, what comes to mind now as I'm speaking with you, let us remember the hope that we have in Christ and why we have that hope. Because those of us that have been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, we didn't get saved just solely for ourselves. The gospel good news was for us to share with those that have not yet come to Christ for forgiveness of their sins. Maybe you're not a believer. Maybe you're like me and you just had someone explain to you recently the gospel and what it really is. And it opened your eyes to say, man. I had that all wrong. Lord, have mercy on me. Save my soul. 
You know, I had one of those moments recently. And so, if you are listening to this and you are not saved, first let me explain to you what that term means. Whenever you hear someone say that they are saved, they are referring to the day of the Lord which is coming. There's a day of the Lord coming. And when he comes on the cloud of glory, and we will all see him appearing as he descends down from heaven. He's going to come again and he's going to judge the living and the dead. For some, this will be a day of great joy. For others, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In this life, it's so easy for us to get so caught up in the temporal things. Things that are just here today and gone tomorrow. We, we seek after getting a home, not fully appreciating the apartment that we live in. to only get that house and realize that that's not going to bring us any fulfillment. And so we go after the next thing that we'll, and we keep going after the next thing and the next thing and we're, we're seeking after it. I think that if we would just learn through God and through his word to be appreciative for what we do have, We wouldn't be worrying so much about acquiring something else. And I think when we do, if we would do that, possibly if God decides to bless us with the desires of our heart, it would hit home more and we would appreciate those things more because we weren't necessarily trying to seek after it on our own. And we know that if it came to us and it was presented and placed in our lap, then it is from God because it says every good and perfect gift comes from above. Brought down from the Father of lights. But that's what it means when someone says that they're saved. It means that their sins have been forgiven. It means that whether they were at a church meeting, whether somebody who was Christian approached them on the job, whether somebody that was preaching the gospel on a street corner and they stop and listen, or maybe a person was in jail and someone gave them a holy Bible and they read it and the Holy Spirit spoke to them through those sacred scriptures, through those sacred words. They heard God speaking through the Holy Spirit and they responded by asking God to forgive them of their sins and that they want they want Jesus to be their Lord and their Savior. And they believe it in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead so that they would be justified and reconciled back to God and fully forgiven past, present, future of all the sins that they've ever committed or will ever commit.
being a Christian isn't about checking off a bunch of boxes. Did I pray enough today? Did I read enough scripture today? Was I a nice enough person today? It's about having a relationship with a God that you didn't have a relationship with at first. A relationship that was broken by our sin. And now having that relationship restored. We can now go before God and have a loving relationship with him where he shows us who we are, shows us his power to change us into who he wants us to be and to live out that love that he places in our hearts with everyone around us, especially those that make that love difficult. If your sins aren't forgiven, you are living in rebellion to God. When God created all things, he created man last. And after he created man, he created woman. Adam and Eve, they sinned, they fell. And guess what? If you and I were there, we would have did the same thing. Nobody is greater than Adam and Eve. We would have messed up too. But once sin entered, when Adam ate of the fruit, it stained humanity throughout all generations. We're born into sin. And the only hope that we have of being free from it is the way in which God has allowed for it through Christ Jesus alone. He is the way and the truth and the life. And no one will come to the Father except through him. No one will get to him except through him. And so I don't want you to be misguided into a bunch of different faiths. I'm here to tell you the truth. And how I know it's the truth is because he came after me. He pursued after me. And when I look at how horrible I was then and when I look at myself and I still see things about me that I do not like, things that I absolutely despise about myself, the fact that he is so loving to forgive me every day and give me new mercies and grace every day. My name is written in his book of life and I don't deserve it. I'm going to heaven one day and it's not that I'm I'm not saying that like I'm just putting my own stamp on it. It's because of his word. I don't deserve the heaven that he's promised to me, but I'm grateful for it. And so what you are going through in your life I'm saying, wouldn't it be better if you surrendered your life to Christ today? I 
I pray that God use these words because I'll be honest with you. Looking at my life, I mess up a lot, man. And sometimes I feel like a straight up hypocrite when I'm talking to people about my faith because I know how far, how, how much I fall in this life. But I'm choosing not to listen to the voice of the enemy and listen to what God has to say. And his word is what trumps everything. And it says, who the son sets free is free indeed. And so I'm coming to you saying, am I saying that when you come to Christ, whatever situations you got going on, they're going to be automatically erased? I cannot promise you that. What I can promise you is that through it all, he is faithful. Through it all, he is good. And through it all, he is just. He has come through in the clutch for me and my family on every situation, okay? And so I'm coming to you saying, aside from your circumstance, while that is a very serious situation in your life, the biggest situation that's before you is where you will be when your day is done. When your life is finished, where will you spend everlasting life? Will you be going to heaven or will you be going to hell? God made it super simple. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. John three sixteen through 17 God loves us. God loves us. And he shows his love in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God loves us. He does not condemn us. We are only condemned if we choose to not accept such a great salvation. We stand condemned of ourselves because of what we've done, not because of him. It says that in these last days, there will be mockers of God that will say, you know, when is his, where is his coming? Where, how come he hasn't come yet all these years? And it's because they, the word says they count uh, God's um, patience as slack as being as being slow but no he's being patient not wanting anybody to die but for all people to come to forgiveness the reason why he has not come yet is because he is waiting patiently in the hope that people will come to faith in christ have their names written in the book of life so that they can be in heaven with him forever will you make that decision today Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and if we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. If you do this, you will be saved. It's just that simple. Say it with me. If you want to be saved, if you want to be forgiven right now today, 
or you know somebody that is not saved, share this with them. Share this podcast episode with them. And repeat after me. Jesus, I hear this message. I hear your gospel being preached and proclaimed. I believe that you are Lord. I believe it in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. If you believe that within and you cry out to Jesus and you say, Jesus, you are Lord. And you believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead for you to be fully forgiven and justified. By faith alone, through Christ alone. You have now been free. You have been saved right here and right now. And I know it sounds like this is too simple. How could that be? Because God made it just that simple. We can't buy our way into heaven. We can't earn our way into heaven. It's through faith alone, through Christ alone. Now, if you have asked God to forgive you your sins in Christ Jesus, and you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, and you believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, I would ask you to reach out to your nearest church Tell them that you have surrendered your life to Christ and that you want to be baptized. If you don't have a holy Bible, go and purchase you one. If you don't have any money, ask your local church. They will be more than happy to give you one. I know it. I've been to too many of them and where they've given me a Bible just for visiting them on a Sunday. So I know that they would have no problem giving it to you. If you run into me in the streets, I got some. I can give you one. You need God. We need God. And we need him to remember his word to us. In which he made us hope. Because this is our comfort and our affliction. May God be praised. May God get glory from this none to this person speaking. I just like every episode that that uh, has been sent out. My hope is just to encourage you in Christ. May God bless you. I love you. But always remember, God loves you more. Take care.